back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Timeless Talks on Ticket Weeknights. We got Nico Schultz, Chris Ramsey, and Darius Luff with us. Uh, and then we did get a caller over the break. You're on 93.7 The Ticket. Go ahead, man. Hi, guys. How you guys doing? Mario. Oh, what's up, Mario? Oh, it's Mario. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said Marlo. My bad. Oh, good. Mario, what's going on, bro? Not too much. Tell the people that my merch is coming out, bro. Say it again. We should tell them that my merch is coming out pretty soon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yo, yo, merch. Hey, yeah. Mario's, Mario's got some exclusive merch um, coming out. He's selling two hats. Hit up my man Mario for, you know, his exclusive hats. Hey. Uh, you'll find him at training table. Yes, sir. All student <laughs> athletes know the man Mario. Go ahead, tap in with him. Well, we going to roll into my boy Darius Love. Thank you, Mario, for tapping in with the call. My boy Darius, go ahead, give us a little rundown, man. Go ahead, fill us in with the past. You are a Nebraska born and raised. Let's go ahead and hear about the life stuff. What do you want to know, man? Pretty much. Uh, let me let me ask, bro. Where did your track season start? Where did your like your athletic career begin? So for me, if you want to go all the way back it's to good. the beginning, if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, uh, I started at it's called Little Green Track Club. It's not even a thing anymore. Hey. It's at Wesleyan University. They just like they give you a blue, white, and red ribbon depending what place you got, and it was just like little little kids like. I'm talking like five and under. Oh, you started early. Yeah, like you just go out there, run around, play games, like just to get kids into track. Okay. So I was always happy running that. I never got, I always got the blue ribbon in one, so I was already excited to run <laughs> summer track. But then my dad really is the one that got me into it and got things started. Um, I was a sprinter and I run with Midwest Elite, one of my uh, good friends. His dad started a track club. And so we trained with him for a long time. And then once it finally got to the point where I was at the age where I could start hurdling, yeah. my dad was a hurdler in high school. So he, he kind of had told me about it and kept kind of pushing me towards it. Not pushing me, but saying, you know, you could probably be a really good hurdler if you tried. So I always told him, no, I'm a sprinter. I don't, I don't want to hurdle. I'm a sprinter. <laughs> and then one year we just started practicing it a little bit just to see. I was going to try it one time and see if I liked it. And... Uh, we started doing it a little bit more and more, and I got better and better. And then I ran my first meet uh, in summer track, and then it didn't turn out as planned. You know, I I got out good, but, you know, you got a three-step each hurdle. Oh, yeah. And this is my first full race, so I didn't know what to expect. So I got going, and then I started taking four steps, which means I'm going up with opposite lead every time every over the hurdle. So I'm pretty right. much just running and jumping, and I end up getting second, so I was like, all things considered, getting second while not even getting my three steps like I wanted, uh, I think it was good. So I was I was more excited. And then we had, like, our state championship for summer track for 11, 12-year-olds, and I won that. And I have no idea what my time was. It was so long ago. But <laughs> I won that, and that's when I first realized that I could be a pretty good hurdler. So that's when things really clicked that I didn't want to be a sprinter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So going from – like when you first began, bro. Go ahead and tell us about your high school season, bro. Cause I know, man, you went, you had freaking all state. You were breaking records, bro. You were a literal yeah. beast. Shout out to the pops out there making you get into hurdlers. <laughs> so, man, go ahead. Tell me about some of the like the one of your, some of your favorite moments or like the things that made you be like, okay, yeah, let me let me go through with this. All right. So, what really got it started in high school was um, 
So I was a solid hurdler in eighth grade, but from eighth grade you go from 33-inch hurdles to 39. So it's a six-inch gap. So that's a lot of adjustment for hurdlers. So, um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So that's a big adjustment for hurdlers. So even if you're a good hurdler in, like, middle school, that isn't promise you're gonna be good in high school just like if you're a good hurdler in high school it doesn't translate always to college yeah so i got into uh we started the year and at the first meet i had I had a big head i was excited i was like i want to come in and take high school track over first meet i got like sixth in my heat the guy who won that race you know george silman he beat me dang yeah really? that was yeah that was george george was the top man uh at grand island at that time so george um, yeah i lost um, I lost that race pretty bad, and it was just a sloppy race altogether. So yeah. I was I was really disappointed. Um, so I started working with my coach and kind of bringing my time down every week. And then by state that year, I was already down to I think I ran fourteen nine at districts. So I was going into state ranked in like top three, nice in the one tens and like top five in the three hundred hurdles. Um, but then at state. I was kind of the guy no one knew, so I was just out there running carelessly. I didn't have any fear or anything because I was the freshman, so everyone else had all the pressure, so I just went out and ran. Yeah. Uh, prelims, I was ranked first going into the finals, and then in finals, me and a guy literally tied. So George was there, too, off the last hurdle. We were all neck and neck, and then George hit the last hurdle. Fody, so it was just man. me and a Millard West <laughs> kid. I think his name was Ian Brown. And – we lean at the exact same time, and the time came up, and I lost by point zero zero three. Oh, that's insane! <laughs> so, they like they checked the photos and everything. To this day, I, I think I won. <laughs> you did, but, but gladly, that's really what fueled the fire. Knowing that how I started that season off and how everything was going that year, I knew I could do it. And yeah. if I was that close as a freshman, a whole year of training up to that. I knew I had a lot of potential going into that next sophomore year. That's dope. I mean, fast forward into where you're at today. Um, You're coming off an insane last season. Uh, I kind of want to talk to your mindset and what was going into last season. I mean, did you go into that season having a master plan to just shock the world or something? Or was it just kind of just you you, It was just taking it one meet at a time, things just started going smooth, and you were slowly, slowly progressing? What went into last season and all your success? Yeah, yeah. First of all, I had a lot more time to put in more work last year, so I was trying to seven-step into the first hurdle um, towards the end of the summer, training up into the fall, um, and that really helped me out. Um, I didn't end up getting the seven-step to work, but I think starting that training and working into that first hurdle in the summer really helped me with my start going into indoor. Um, But obviously you plan. Everyone's dream is to come in and, like, this is going to be your year. I mean, I believed it, but – I think I had trained enough and I knew that I was going to be I was going to be a good hurdler. I just didn't know exactly where I was going to fall, you know. I I didn't have a great indoor year the year before in my opinion. So I felt like I had a lot to prove coming in to indoor last year then actually I was feeling sick after or for the one of the first meets oh, or yeah. I wasn't feeling that good, but I just ran cuz I didn't want to miss a meet. So I um Ran in the prelims, and I thought I got out to a bad start, and then I got out and crossed the finish line in that race for prelims, and it was, like, I think it was 780-something, which is, like, my PR. I was right around my PR. Yeah. And then finals that next day, I went 770, and I, like, totally jumped through a lot of the time that I thought I was going to have to break down slowly in the <laughs> year. So that's when I really realized, like, dang, okay, this could be a good year. Yeah, you know? right. 
And I think at that time, when I ran that time, I was like ranked top five in the nation, maybe even higher. I don't remember exactly, yeah, but that's when I was first like, okay, we're going to really do something on like a national level <laughs> this year. So yeah. I was excited after that. No, yeah. That was dope to see, man. I mean, we were, we were all talking about this before, man, but like, like I said, you really inspired and lighted like a flame, like for this whole entire track program. Yeah. Cause like I said, last year was a difficult year for a lot of people on the team and seeing you go out week in and week out and just come out with a, you know, a top five national time of PR. Like you were that dude that was just always talked about. Like it was super cool yeah. to see you keep your composure and do it on a consistent level. So, I mean, that was super cool to watch. One moment I want to bring up, probably wasn't your most proud moment at big tens last year indoors when yeah. you were going into the final you're about to start that race and they called you on that false start could you kind of walk us through what happened what you, where your mind was at and um and how you handled the situation because you handled it really well you didn't freak out you didn't do anything you just respectfully walked off the track so yeah walk us through that yeah that was uh that was probably the toughest part of the entire season last year you know i was after my indoor season going into big tens, I was on top of the world. My head was about as big as it could get. I was, I was feeling myself a little bit. I was feeling good. Yeah. And I, I thought that indoor, it was my, it was my time. I was going to get that title. So I, I ran prelims and, you know, like jogged the finish and still ran my PR. So I was like, Insane. Oh, I'm getting ready to go something crazy in the finals. Right. And then, you know, I'm getting warmed up that day. I felt great. Everything felt good. Had some of my best starts before the race that I've had all season. So I was like, yeah, it's the perfect time get lined up and they call on your marks so i get in i get ready and all indoor season my start was good but my reaction time i was just mm. hitting it perfect and not like i was guessing all year i was just something in my head was like telling me right when to go every time so i trusted at that time and yeah. in my opinion i i got it perfect but just too perfect to where <laughs> they had to they call the, they had to call the false yeah, start yeah but i i didn't guess or anything i just i knew it was gonna go and i went and some people say they heard a something bang and all that. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't hear anything. I was just he I was just, ready to go. Was ready, I was bro. it was my time. I was ready yeah. to win across that finish line and yeah. that definitely that definitely checked me a little bit. I was I was hurt. And so I had to sit there and you know, I had to figure out what am I going to do? Do I I mean, do I walk off? Do I stay here cuz they had to check it? Yeah. But they were making it seem like it was kind of for sure. So I was sitting there contemplating in my mind. I didn't know what to do. You know, this this whole indoor season, I put all this work in just for this one moment to get taken away from me. Yeah. And then I see the lady come walking over with the green card. She take walks like two lanes in and then turns around, talks again, and then comes back with the red card. So Dang. I just playing with my emotions. I'm like, Man. oh, my God. Yeah. Gives me the red card. And at that moment, I wanted to freak out and blow up and all that. But I had to had to walk to my walk to my bag, get my yeah. stuff off. I had to get in a place where I could let some steam out and let, not let anybody see me. Cause I know all those hurdlers were excited. Cause they all had a breath of fresh air as soon as I was out. They all had a breath of fresh air. So I had to get out and not let them see that part of me. Yeah. But it took everything in me not to not to cry and do all that on the track. I definitely went in the locker room and, and got all that out, but I couldn't let anybody else see me like that. And actually, who knows what I would have done. I was super down in the dumps when my dad came and found me and talked to me and that's got my it. head straight and got everything going. And that's yeah. how I really how I turned around in All-American indoor because yep. I – I missed the opportunity at Big Tens. I couldn't miss that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't feel as well off that, man. I mean, like I said, we were all watching at home on the couch screaming for you like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Yeah, but, like, bro. one thing I always noticed from that, though, 
notice from that is how you learn from it and how you reacted. I mean, like, yeah. it happened. It was done. You could have, like you said, spazzed, started crying, throwing stuff, cursing, but you, you took your stuff, yeah. walked off the track. That composure. Yeah. what you had to do. I mean, that yeah. was, I mean, that just shows the type of athlete you are. But we got to head to this commercial break real quick. So we'll lead you into the next segment soon at these commercials. Yes, sir.